0: Yeah, God, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for your presence that's here in this room, God. We thank you that no matter what happened up until this point this week so far, God, that tonight as we come here, we get to lay all of that aside and we get to gather in your presence and we get to worship you and give thanks, God. We thank you that when we give thanks, it changes our perspective, God, and that if there's hard things that we're walking through right now in our lives, that you want to come tonight and refresh us with your Holy Spirit, God. You want to come and you want to lift off any burden that's on our heart, God. Anything that's been weighing us down, God, you want to give us freedom tonight. Yeah, God, so we're just here to meet you, to rest in your love, and to just be refreshed as we go into this week of thanksgiving, God. So I thank you for my family. I thank you for everyone that set aside the time tonight to come and to encounter you. We thank you that when we set aside to just be with you and be in your presence, that you always give us new revelation and new freedom and new release to walk out, all that you've called us to be, God. So we bless you. We honor you. We love you. And we give this night to you. And it's in your name that we pray. Amen.
1: So I, just, yeah, so, I just get the sense that some people tonight, you might not want to sing. You might not want to worship. Um, maybe because you don't believe that what we sing is true. Maybe you just had a rough week. But I encourage you, these songs, they're declarations. We're declaring truth, the truth that God says. We're declaring those over our lives as we sing. So, even if you don't believe it, even if you don't feel like it, I just encourage you to join us. I promise i will meet you where God we just welcome you more Holy Spirit Sure. for my good, because you make all things work together for my
2: In the crushing, in the pressing, you are making
3: keep bringing new wine out of us yeah we just we just want to sit here and like soak in your presence yeah new wine is just it's surrendering everything it's surrendering everything and saying i'm going after the presence so we're going to go into another song and like what a better there's no better song before leah brings the word Um, it's lover of your presence and um, just the way that she's built this ministry, her and Ryan, um, they built it as college students that are lovers of the presence of God. We are people of his presence. So yeah, we just say Holy Spirit more.
4: Jesus I thank you father that we are here because we are here and we have a faith and an expectation to encounter your living presence tonight God father I thank you that you are in the room and because you are in the room we are in the room so Papa I just pray that you can prepare our hearts if we know you if we've been going to church uh, for our whole lives I just pray for your fresh new encounter tonight, that you would crack open some doors in our hearts, God, that you would knock some rust off of our hearts tonight, God, that you would refill us and re uh, remind us of your living and tangible presence. Yeah, I just feel like there's some people in the room tonight that the Lord wants to remind you the first time you truly encountered his love and encountered his presence, and I believe tonight's going to be a night of reminding you of his faithfulness and bring you back to your first love. So God, remind us that you are good. Remind us that you are real. Remind us that you are alive and you are in this room and in this place. And Holy Spirit, I just pray you blow on us, God. You breathe on us, God. You just breathe away and wipe away any distractions of the day, anything that's holding us back from having a living and a divine and a real encounter with you. You know, there's this story in scripture where the Israelites are traveling around and they they literally said, God, we cannot go if you do not go with us. People will only know that we are truly Christians or truly of you because we are people of your presence. If we don't have your presence, we're not going. And God, I just say we need your presence here tonight, God. We come with mustard seed faith. We come with mustard seed faith. Saying we believe you are real, we believe you are alive and we wanna know you. We wanna experience you, we wanna encounter with you that marks and changes our lives. So God, come and do something new in us tonight, something fresh in us tonight. Remind us who you are, God. Remind us how real you are. Help us be true lovers of your presence. like we're even supposed to take just like 20 seconds and just be like completely quiet which is something we don't really do here to live a lot because we love to be loud but as we sit and stand still in his presence i just believe he's going to come and breathe in us so we just take a moment with and just be silent with Can you just put your hand on your heart with your eyes closed? Can you just take like a deep breath? It's like three or four seconds in. Just breathe out. Yes, do that. Do that one more time. Sometimes I just like to imagine me breathing out all the funk and all the junk of the day or anything that's holding me back and breathing in his presence. (sighs) Yeah, I thank you, Father, that your presence is here. And if you're willing and comfortable, just, just as your hands on your heart, just say, God, I give you permission to do something new tonight in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, you guys can have a seat. Man, that was good. Can we give it up for the worship band, please? (laughs) Thanks, Dale. All right, well, thank you so much for coming out tonight. Um, I know it is getting chilly, and I know people are leaving for Thanksgiving, and it's just a... A busy time, but we are so blessed and thankful that you are out here with us. Uh, This is your first time. uh, I know we have some people from the Vineyard Church. Welcome. I know it's a couple of their first time. Um, You know what? I'm going to do this. He's going to be mad at me. But can we have Derek? Can you come up here real quick, bud? Yep. Come on, Derek. we give up Up for Derek Mansick? Come here, Derek. Come on, Big D. He's going to be so mad at me. But this guy, I just want to honor him because he actually does a lot for Alive, and not many of you know him. But he makes all of our amazing promo videos, and he gets uh, the—yeah, come here real quick. I know, he's so mad at me. He made my wedding video. He's just an awesome guy. But he does so much for our church and for Alive behind the scenes, and I just want to honor you, and I just want to say thank you. Um, you know, our, some of our videos have reached, you know, thousands of people, and we just believe that God is using you to capture what he's doing and take it to the world, and we just want to say thank you for all the hours you put behind the computer screen, putting up with me and making it perfect, and just, we just want to honor you. So, can we just give it up for Derek Manson, guys? Thanks, man. He's like, never do that to me again. <laughs> Um, well, I am so excited for tonight. If you don't know me, my name is Ryan. I'm blessed to be the college pastor here, and we are going through a sermon series called "Culture Carriers." As you know, we only have a couple or two more weeks left of it, but we've been looking at the fruit of the Spirit found in Galatians. We do, you guys, I'm going to say them every week. You guys want to say them with me? All right. What was the first one? Love, joy. faithfulness. Woo. I, I got a little nervous if you guys forgot the one last week we were in trouble because wasn't Owen, didn't Owen bring the house last week <laughs> literally? Man he was awesome. If you weren't here check it out on the podcast um, and he did awesome. I know so many were touched with that but I'm so excited for what God's gonna do tonight. Um, this uh, amazing woman of God who's gonna be sharing, many of you know her you guys okay? <laughs> They're having light problems down here. Um, but you know, she's up front a lot and uh, she has really helped me build alive. There she is. Gentlemen, she's single, but you gotta go through me first. Just saying. You know what I'm talking about, Benny? Maybe you too, bro. <laughs> but hey, she's uh, she truly is a sister. <laughs> we have fun here, right? Hey, what's up, Susan? I'm gonna get in trouble for that one. <laughs> Man, I got, there's people all over the place. You guys are like ninjas. Um, <laughs> but, man, Leah, Leah has truly uh, sp- spent so many uh, hours of praying, of sweating, of just pouring into this family. And we really felt like she just, that song, Lover of Your Presence, really echoes her heart and what we've built this family to be. And uh, she was our, my first student. I remember moving here, and I didn't know where to start. And people said, talk to Leah Bice. And uh, honestly, uh, man, crap. (laughs) I just couldn't imagine doing this without you. And uh, from all the people who are here, who have ever been a part of this, from the hundreds of lives, maybe even thousands that have been touched, I couldn't imagine what it would be without you. And so I just want to honor you and say thank you for loving this family, loving this ministry, literally like it's your own kid, you know, And just pouring so much of your life, so much of your heart, so much of your faithfulness and your love into it. And you truly are like a sister. And I can't wait for what God's going to do tonight in you and through you. So let's give it up for the one and only Leah Bice. Sorry, I forgot to turn her mic on.
5: Ryan said, my name is Leah, and I am so very honored to be a student leader and co-worship director of Alive, and man, like Ryan said, I've been a part of this thing since the very beginning. I was the first student that got to meet Ryan, and man, how the Lord has used him, and now Mary Jane, and this ministry has been amazing, and has changed my life forever. So I want to let you guys get to know a little bit about me. I am a communications major at Parkland. Woo? Parkland? Anybody? Anybody? Yeah, woo! Go Cobras. Um, and <laughs> I also work at the Vineyard as the communications project manager. So, shout out to my team for coming. Love you guys so much. And um, yeah, I'm just so blessed. And uh, this semester, we've been taking a look at the fruits of the Spirit in our Culture Carriers message series. And, you know, all these fruits of the Spirit begin when we enter a relationship with Jesus, they're put within us. And tonight, I'm so honored to get to talk about faithfulness. And honestly, in my four years being a part of this, this series has been one of my very favorites because not only have we got to really dig deep into who we are in Christ, but we've got to hear from some amazing women like Whitney and MJ and Dale and Miranda. And it's just amazing to be a part of a ministry that loves women because we're all equally called to bring the kingdom. So I'm excited. So yeah, like I said, tonight we're going to unpack the fruit of faithfulness. And you know, I found that understanding faithfulness through each season of our lives, it plays a big, big role. And so I personally believe that the root of faith is belief, trust, and action. And I'm excited to dig deep with you guys tonight. So I'm going to pray and invite Holy Spirit to be our teacher. God, thank you so much for tonight. I thank you for this family. And it is an honor and a privilege to get to gather together tonight and to just dig deep into what it means to to be faithful. And so, Holy Spirit, I just pray that you bring revelation, you bring healing, you bring truth, and you bring love tonight. And, um, yeah, just thank you that you're good in every season. We trust you, we love you, and we invite you. Amen. Amen. All right, well, to start off, I wanted to kind of break down what faithfulness actually means, because, you know, that might be helpful for what our message is about tonight. You know, I think sometimes as Christians... Faith can sometimes be a cliche word that we use a lot of the time. And I think even sometimes it takes place of what relationship means. It can be a very religious word. And so a basic definition of faithfulness would obviously be full of faith. Okay. The dictionary defines it as the quality of being faithful. And so all of that said, well, what is faith? Faith is having complete trust or confidence in someone or something. And I found in my own life, Knowing about faith and having faith are two very different things. Knowing faith in your head, you know, knowing, oh, yeah, I I know of Jesus. I know about Jesus. I've heard people tell stories. I've read my Bible. That's one thing. But actually, receiving faith, walking in faith, walking in the belief and the trust that, yes, I have faith, I'm rooted and established in perfect faith, that's a whole other animal. (laughs) Faith requires deep trust is the core of our very being. And at the Vineyard, we like to say faith is spelled R-I-S-K, which means risk, and it means taking steps. Faithfulness is a commitment to God, to who he is, to what he's promised to us in the Bible and in our hearts, and who he's created us to be and become. And so the Leah definition that I felt the Lord put on my heart for tonight is faithfulness is trusting, believing, in receiving the love of the Father. And so tonight I want to kind of use those as our lens and talk about the Lord's faithfulness and talk about what it means for us to then walk in faithfulness. So if you have your Bibles or your iPhones or whatever you decide to use, I want to invite you to turn with me to Mark 5, starting in verse 25. I'll be reading out of the Passion Translation, which I've noticed is kind of a life's favorite. So, you know, hey, we love the whole Bible, but, you know, if you want to invest, I highly recommend and so, I want to give a little backstory. We're going to be talking about when Jesus heals the sick woman. And so, a little bit of a backstory Jesus is returning from the lake where he calmed the storm. If you haven't read that story, definitely check that out. It's amazing. I mean, the whole Bible's awesome, but, you know, read that story. <laughs> and anyway, he's returning from the lake and he's walking and he starts getting followed by all these people. So, putting it into today's time. So, imagine Jesus, you know, walking on the quad. Just hanging out, walking to the union, going to get a smoothie, you know, oh, what he does. I and <laughs> Yeah, I'm amen, right? And <laughs> he's walking, and then all these people start to, they saw what he just did. And they start following him. And then there's this woman that dashes out because she's heard of the miracles that Jesus has done. So, you know, Justin McCartney was just here recently, which, hello, that was like my youth. And so imagine him now walking, and then there's all the, all the crazy girls, right? There's one girl specifically that reaches out, she's like, I have to. That's kind of like what this woman, not exactly, different things, but that's kind of what what this woman was like. She's like, Jesus, I've heard about your healing power. And so I'm gonna pick up in verse 25. Now in the crowd that day was a woman who had suffered horribly from continual bleeding for 12 years. She had endured a great deal under the care of various doctors, yet in spite of spending all that she had on her treatments, she was not getting better, but worse. Worse. When she heard about Jesus' healing power, she pushed through the crowd and came up from behind him and touched his prayer shawl. So what that means is so we had the big group of people, okay, with Jesus. And she, she makes a mad dash and she breaks through and she touches him because she's heard that at just the touch of Jesus' cloak, there's healing. Because again, he walks in true healing and he, that's what the Holy Spirit does is brings healing. And so she breaks through, and Jesus knew at once that someone had touched him, for he felt the power that always surged around him had passed through for someone to be healed. And he turned and spoke to the crowd, saying, Who touched my clothes? So again, Jesus turns and is like, Yo, who touched my clothes? Like, what's happening here? His disciple answered, What do you mean, who touched you? Look at this huge crowd. They're all pressing up against you. But Jesus' eyes swept around the crowd, looking for the one who had touched him for healing. You know, we sing this song called Reckless Love. And I think that beautifully represents, like, even in a sea of people, Jesus still goes for the one, which is just amazing. When the woman experienced this miracle, realized what had happened to her, she came before Jesus, trembling with fear, and she threw herself down at his feet, saying, I was the one who touched you. And she told him her story of what had just happened. And this is my favorite part. Jesus said to her, Daughter... Because you dared to believe, your faith has healed you. Go with peace in your heart and be free from your suffering. Guys, I just love that. And I want to kind of break that last verse apart because it really spoke to my heart as I was preparing for this message. I love first that he addressed her as daughter. And you know, the revelation that Jesus sees you before he sees what you've done. He sees you as his child, as his son, as his daughter. And I feel like that understanding is, is an invitation for us tonight. God sees you first for who you are, not for what you've done or will do. It goes on to say, because you dared to believe, your faith has healed you. Because she dared to believe and trust about Jesus' healing power, he healed her. And her faith rose. And there was action then. Go with peace in your heart and be free from your suffering. Now that she knows who she is, has experienced the healing, now she's empowered to walk in deeper faith. And wow, that that is such a beautiful example of God's faithfulness. He breaks he sees the 99 but he pursues the one. He loves the 99, but he pursues the one. And I believe like I said that same invitation is available here for you tonight. No matter what is going around, God wants to bring healing and wholeness to your life. He wants to come and wrap his arms around you and say, "I've been there for you. I love you. I choose you." Because that's what he did. He chose us. He chooses us still. And so one of my first points that I want to share with you guys tonight is that God is our constant one. You know, like I just said, God is constant. He never leaves us nor forsakes us. One of my favorite verses in Exodus where Jesus says, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. He's the source of life. And I believe that when we understand that God is with us and has been with us, and like I said, be, has been with us, and I, you know, I'm going to go more into my story tonight, in a little bit, but, you know, when you're going through storms, it's so hard sometimes to see the good. It's so hard to see the breakthrough. It's so hard to see where God's moving. In the good times, you know, we're all up here raising our hands, woo, Jesus, you know, it's so easy. But real faith is established when you're on your knees, (laughs) when you're crying, when when you're pressing in for more. And I think our awareness of his constant love changes how we battle through storms. So I want to talk a little bit about performance and how many of you guys would say you're an athlete in here? Woo! Well, my brother Ryan loves to talk about athletes. So I thought, why not? You know, I should do the same. Uh, he loves to make lots of sports references. And, um, you know, I'm not an athletic. I'm a proud creative. But hey, I love you athletes. God makes us each unique. Uh, <laughs> Athletics are strongly based upon performance. And if you play, away, play well, hey, you're going to be Plan, you're going to be on, on the field, on the court, whatever, doing your thing. But, no, really, really, that's what I've heard. Um, <laughs> 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 hey, I'm proud of that, guys. I know who I am. Um, <laughs> but if you don't, sorry, you're going to sit on the sideline. You're going you're gonna to watch everybody else play. And, you know, the good news tonight is that the kingdom is based upon perfect love, not performance. And I think there's just an invitation, for even not in sports, but in whatever it is that you do, you need to know the promise and the truth that God's not looking at you for what you're doing for him. He's looking at you as just being you. He he loves you as you are, not as what you need to be. And um, yeah, I think there's so much freedom in that. You don't have to strive. You don't have to do anything to be freely loved because our faithful father chooses you. And so now I want to look at something that's a little bit different. You know, what about when the healing doesn't come? When the circumstances don't change? And, you know, like I said, I'm going to share more of my story in a little bit, but my dad passed away suddenly in 2012. Um, he had a sudden heart attack and passed away within a day. And um, it honestly was just a shock. I mean, it's not even like I, we saw it coming. Um, but I remember that day there were a bunch of people from our church there at the hospital and my uncle was driving me in and he said he's like Leah can I pray for you and at the time I didn't know what had happened and he prayed for me he said I just pray that faith would rise in your heart and I again I didn't know I was like cool thank you know thank you for the prayer and I remember showing up and there were people just lined around the different rooms and then I saw a bunch of people going in the room where they said my dad was at, and they were praying and I heard people speaking in tongues and I was like wow, what's going on? And my mom said that they were praying to try and bring him back from the dead, which is a a verse and a promise that Jesus makes to us in the Bible. And so I remember standing there and my mom eventually told me what had happened and I was just so heartbroken, naturally. And she said, you know, people are praying for him to be revived. And so I remember getting on my knees. I said, Jesus, I just pray right now that he would be raised from the dead. And it didn't happen. Which, you know, I think we think of God doing, you know, things like healing wrists and healing, you know, migraines and stuff like that. But, you know, being healed from the dead, being raised from the dead, that's a big prayer. But I, you know, I prayed that that would happen and it didn't. And that really challenged my faith. <laughs> it was hard. But even then, Jesus met me and he said, Leah, I'm still good. I'm still fighting for you. And that's not something that you just receive and you go on. Like that... I'm still on the journey of trying to understand that. But the reality is sometimes people don't get healed. Sometimes that doesn't happen, and that's because we're in a battle. And you know, the vineyard likes to say, we're and it's true, we're in the kingdom of God. And when Jesus died on the cross, the kingdom came, but not fully. And you know, the, the promise of this is we know the end of the story. That Jesus has overcome. He's overcome all sickness, all death, all pain, all anxiety, all depression. He's overcome that. And it's either going to be here on earth or eventually in heaven. And because we're in a battle, because the enemy is real, because he's attacking, sometimes we don't get the immediate breakthrough. And I want to tell you guys tonight, that doesn't have anything to do with God's goodness. That has everything to do with us being in a cosmic battle of the enemy still attacking, but the promise is Jesus has won. And so I want to encourage you tonight that even though even though the pain is real, even though things come and attack and the enemy wants to say, no, you can't, no, you can't, I, look, God didn't heal, God didn't heal, that doesn't change God's goodness, because there's still a battle, we're still, the kingdom has come, but not fully. There's a verse I love in Romans eight twenty eight. 28, it says this, and we know God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. And I think that says it all right there. God is always working things for our good, whether we see it with our earthly earthly eyes or minds or not. And I just believe tonight there's some of you that just have yet to truly understand or receive the fullness of God. And I want you to know like that's okay. We're all on a journey. And all of the, our journey of understanding God, understanding God's faithfulness is a journey that we have to walk in. And you know, through the victory of Christ. We know he's always working on our behalf. And so to summarize, God is and will always be faithful in our lives. We're still in a battle, but God is always good and always faithful. He's going before us and working things for our good, even in the darkest of storms. So now I want to talk about, okay, we've talked about God's faithfulness. Well, how do we walk in faithfulness? How do we steward this fruit of faithfulness? And I believe it starts with trust. Trust sometimes means letting go. Sometimes it means sacrificing what you thought. You know, maybe you thought that, that guy that you met in, in your chemistry class, you were gonna marry him. Or maybe, no, really. Or maybe you thought that job offer that you had gotten right after graduation, maybe you thought that was gonna be the one for you and it didn't work out. Or maybe you thought you needed to look this way so this girl would think you're cool or whatever. Well, the reality is <laughs> sometimes you have to lay down what you think this this world needs and to pick up what God has told you and what God has spoken over you. And there's a saying that I love. It's let go and let God do the rest. He, let him come into your life. Another thing I think that really plays into our ability to walk in faithfulness is expectation. And I found that faith and expectation walk hand in hand. And, you know, a great... Um, illustration of this was at the fall retreat. How many of you guys were there this past year? It was so awesome. And, um, you know, I have to do this, but I want to give a shout out to my worship team. You guys are amazing. Yes. And um, so the band that was on for Saturday night, I remember we, we were all, you know, had a great morning and stuff, and we all just started showing up one by one. And there was just something different in a good way. And I was just like, wow. And I remember Dale and I were just like, What is happening? Like, we just could feel the spirit. And I believe that was because there was expectation that God was going to move. There was expectation. And Hope actually texted me about that. She got the same word. And I think that's so true. When we have expectation that God's going to move, that he's going to break in, that he's going to come and change everything, I believe he does. And it may not always look like, you know, everybody getting hyped on worship, but it might look like people just getting genuinely encountered in their heart. Those are both powerful. You don't have to be jumping up and down to be encountered by the Lord. He He can He can meet you in a very personal way. And you know, like I mentioned, my dad had passed away, and he always would wear this ring. It says, "Fear not." Oh, my mic's falling off. And um, you know, I wear it every single day. I've worn it for six years, and um, to me, it's a reminder that we don't have to fear. Fear really wants to come in and tell us who we are. It's the enemy's tactic to make us weak. And you know, yesterday I was you know, just worshiping and preparing for this message, and I just happened to put on a message from Bill Johnson, and he ta- started to talk about fear, and he said, the most repeated commandment in all of Scripture is do not fear. Do not fear. Do not be afraid. It doesn't mean you won't have fear. <laughs> Jesus never said you won't have fear, but he said do not fear for I am always with you for I am always going before you. Fear wants to make you believe the lies and believe that God's not going to come through. He's not going to come through after graduation. He's not going to come through on that relationship. He's not going to come through in your finances. But the truth is, his word never comes back void. Fear keeps us from living in the fullness of who God has created us to be. And I believe fear and shame are barriers to keep us from walking in a life of faithfulness. And I believe fear truly comes from us losing sight of God when we're locked eyes with him which is crazy I know to think of but when we lock eyes with our father and remember who we are in Christ who he's created us to be that's when we find truth that's when we find purpose that's when we find life in faith we are truly able to walk with not with no fear but we are able to walk through the fear and walk into who God's created us to be one of my life verses is 2 Timothy 1.7. It says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I want to read that again. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And I promise you guys, when you let fear go and you raise your hand and you say, Jesus, I am yours, that is where the breakthrough comes. When you understand that you are made for something bigger than this campus, bigger than a job, bigger than a guy or a girl, or bigger than what your parents think of you, when you step into the identity of who Christ has called you to be, that is when you come alive. And that's true faithfulness right there. God is greater. And we choose to believe, regardless of our circumstances, regardless of our pain, regardless of fear, regardless of shame, that's when we step into faithfulness. I want to read you a verse from Matthew 17. It says this, I promise you, if you have faith inside of you no bigger than the size of a small mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move away from here and go over there, and you will see it move. There is nothing you couldn't do. That's what it means to walk in relationship with Christ. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, we can tell mountains, we can tell fear, we can tell shame, we can tell sickness to go and be gone in the name of Jesus. And that is a promise that he always makes. He promises to move the mountains. He promises. And it may not be in our timing, but it's always in his timing. That's a promise. And so to summarize, because of God's faithful, divine nature in our lives, we too can walk in faithfulness. A verse I really love and that has really carried with me through my life is, those who are faithful with little are faithful with a lot. And and as I've journeyed through leading worship now for eight years and understanding more and more of what it means to be a daughter and what it means to walk in honor and what it means to truly love people well. That's something that you have to remember is God's given you what he's given you right now because he's preparing you for the next thing. You're in this season of your life for a purpose. That's what this whole ministry has been about. Since the very beginning, you are created, you are alive for such a time as this. And that's not just a cliche statement, that is the truth. You are in the job, in the classes, in the family, in the relationships that you've been put in for a very divine purpose. Wow. (laughs) Come on, you guys still with me? Yes? Okay. So, like I said, faithfulness is trusting, trusting who God is, believing who He's called you to be and then receiving that and walking in it. And so I want to end tonight by sharing part of my story with you guys. You know, as I started to reflect on faithfulness and what it means to truly trust and then believe and then receive, you know, the Lord just brought me back to my story. (laughs) And, you know, each of you have a unique story, and I just felt like the Lord told me to share mine with you guys. So growing up, you know, I... (laughs) was blessed with an amazing family. My dad, Don, my mom, Laura, and my brother, Ethan. And uh, my parents are both worship leaders. My dad played the drums, and my mom was a singer and still is at the Vineyard. And wow, I mean, what a! it wasn't perfect, but man, I never doubted for once that my family didn't love me, and that they weren't praying for me and pouring into my life. And behind me is a picture of me and my dad. And a lot of people say I look like my mom, but act like my dad, and I think that's so true. And um, so, yeah, growing up, I was just used to this culture of, you know, Thursday nights, they'd pick me up from school, we'd would get a happy meal, and we'd go to the church. And I'd see them doing their thing, worshiping. But I think it was so much more than that. As I'm going into adult life, I now see them doing that, them bringing me, them being faithful to bring me along, not just say, oh, you can just stay home. Them showing me what a culture, what a family looks like, has already impacted my life and my future families to come. And so I started walking into relationship with Jesus when I was eight years old on Easter Sunday. And, you know, I still, as much as you can remember being eight, remember just sitting next to my aunt and her praying, Jesus, I just pray that your faith would go so deeply in Leah. That I, Of all the things, I remember that <laughs> so clearly. And so flash forward to the summer of 2012. My dad at the time was helping a neighbor friend with some outdoor work. And um, it was two days after my 15th birthday, and I was over at my aunt's with my cousin, and um, my mom called, and she said, hey, Leah, like, I just wanted you to know, dad's in the hospital. And I was like, oh, okay, and, you know, up until that point, none of us had really been in the hospital, you know, thankfully. And um, so, like, I already told you guys part of the story. You know, my uncle drove me into the hospital, and I just remember walking in and just seeing all these people praying. And I think in my heart I knew something had happened at that point. And I walked into a room and saw my mom and my uncle, and you know she said, "Leah, Daddy has passed away." And guys, that is for those of you that have walked through grief, and even those of you that haven't that, to lose a parent. It tests your faith so strongly. And especially growing up in a family where I, I've just I've been established in faith. I've seen them walk in such faith. And then at that point, I was just beginning to really understand identity. And to lose a parent that dramatically obviously changed my life. And so, you know, the years following, my, my mom, my brother, and I started to coin our family as Team Bice. We're Team Bice. We fight. We keep going. I believe that we're going to win. And uh, flash forward to 2016, my mom was then diagnosed with breast cancer. And again, I, I remember when she told me I actually was the one to take her, and we sat in the doctor's office. And I just felt the Lord say again Leah, you are rooted and established in deeply rooted faith. And so she went through a year of chemo and then came back on the other side and was in remission. And then this past July, she was diagnosed again with brain cancer with two fairly large cells on her brain. And guys, it's all fun and games until it's not. <laughs> you know, and I, I remember telling the Lord, God, I've already been through so much. Why would this happen again? Why would you do this again? Why? Would... And then he so sweetly reminded me, Leah, I'm good. Leah, I'm going before you. And I will tell you this summer, of walking day by day, month by month, week by week with her. Having not only become a caretaker, driving her to different appointments. Having to do all these different things that a 21-year-old doesn't want to do and shouldn't have to do. That tests your faith. Having to not only be a caretaker, but then become almost a mom to my little brother. That That's not a choice that a 21-year-old should have to make. But I wanna I wanna illustrate a point with this. Faithfulness, walking in it, requires a choice. It requires a choice. Are you gonna show up or are you gonna just step back? And as I've walked this summer, as I've as I've dig, digged really deep in my faith, and as I've continued, even in the hardest of times, even when I'm crying and full of anxiety and trying to understand why in the world I have to walk through this, understand why in the world my mom, who is the most faithful and loyal person that I have ever known, has to walk through this. I don't think I'll ever truly understand that with my earthly mind. But I'll promise you, I never, ever, ever was angry with God. Because I know that above all these things, above the storm that's been raging over my life, I know that my God is greater. My God is good. He is faithful. He is loyal. And he's working on my behalf. You know, you have to make the, the choice. Will I let the fear and the pain of my circumstances consume me? Or will I stand up and say, my earthly mind doesn't get this, but I choose to trust believe, and receive the goodness of my Father. That even though this cancer sucks, even though I'm in pain and I'm struggling with anxiety and there's all these things swirling, God, I know that you are good. I know that you are working this together for my good. You know, the enemy for a long time has spoken to me and saying that I'm only as good as, you know, what I can do behind a mic. And... You know, I, I've taken the season off of worship just with everything going on. I'm just now starting to kind of get back. And the enemy again just said, Leah, you're only as good as people see you as a worship leader. Like you just need to stay kind of, you know, behind the mic stand and sing your pretty songs and be done. And I believed that at times. There have been times, honestly, where I've stood in front of you guys. And I've just felt the enemy lie and lie and lie and, lie and say that I'm only as good as what I can sing. But me standing right here, right now, is the Lord's faithfulness. Not because, you know, I'm up here preaching the word. I mean, that's amazing. But this is God's faithfulness in my life of Him giving me this amazing opportunity to share the love and the life changing truth of Jesus. I don't need to be behind some mic stand, guys. I don't need to be behind a music stand. I am a daughter of God. (laughs) And before I'm a worship leader, before I'm a pastor, before I'm anything else, I'm his daughter. And that same invitation is here for you guys tonight. So I invite invite you all to stand. And while I just said that awesome thing about singing, I do know it's a gift that the Lord has given me. And um, yeah, as we've we've been preparing for this, this night, I really felt like I was supposed to declare this promise over you guys. And so if you feel comfortable, I just invite you to put out your hands. And there's going to be some leaders on the side. But I believe the Lord wants to deposit faith in this very room tonight. Faith to trust, faith to believe, and faith to receive the love of our Father. And because of his faithfulness, guys, we can walk in faithfulness. We can believe the truth of who we are and share that same love with others. So yeah, Jesus, we just invite you. God, I just pray you would give us faith, deeply rooted faith to trust and believe that you are good, that you are faithful in every circumstance. And God, I even just pray right now just for a fresh wind to blow in this place, God. I pray that we would not hold back anymore, that fear has no place in the name of Jesus. And I just say, if there's any attack right now of the enemy trying to, to say, oh, God wasn't with you, God's not been faithful, I just break that off in Jesus' name. God, I just pray you would give us faith to trust, to believe, and to receive who you are. Now, mm. just let him speak over you right now. More Jesus.
6: Give me faith to trust what you say that you're good and your love is great. Give me faith to trust what you say, that you're good, and your love is great. I'm broken inside. I give you my life.
5: Now, God, I just pray you would just restore faith that's been broken. this more, Lord. Guys, God has always been with you. He never once left you. You're not forgotten. You're not a mistake. You're not broken. He's always been with you. And we're going to go back into worship. And like I said, some of the leaders, and I'll be over here, if you want prayer, if if there's something stirring in your heart tonight, I encourage you to get prayer. There's no condemnation. No one's looking at you. Oh, he went prayer got in prayer. No. There's freedom here tonight. There's freedom here tonight. Thank you, Lord.
4: Yeah, so like Leah said, there's gonna be good people on the on the side of the room. And uh, we just I just feel like there's an area where if there's something in your life that you're just struggling with, that you're just wondering, God, I know you're good, but are you faithful in this area? Maybe that's school, maybe that's a relationship, maybe that's a, a job. I don't know what it is, but I know there's areas in my life where it says, I'm oh, like Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. I believe, but help my unbelief. So there's going to be leaders on the side of the room. Guys, if you want to spread out a little bit, it'd be great. Um, And I just encourage you, whatever that is for you, through these next couple of songs, take a risk. Let someone pray with you. Let someone partner with you in your unbelief and meet you right where you're at as Jesus does.
7: We sing this song a lot, and it's a really well-known song, but there's so much truth in it. And I just wanna go in and sing that chorus again, if you're a good, good father. And some of you, maybe you believe it right now, and amen, sing it out in faith, but for some of you, maybe you don't. And I just wanna sing it again and just prophesy over your life and just declare it, and we're gonna sing it until you do. He's such a good father, he's so faithful, he's with you in everything. He doesn't change. He's constant. He's constant in everything. See so yeah, how we're just gonna go into this again? Just, just sing it over your heart. Just sing it over your life. Just sing it over your mind.
6: You're a good, good fire. It's who you are. It's who.
5: really just depositing a lot of love right now and I just felt like I was supposed to say again if you if something's stirring in your heart and you want prayer I should invite you to come to the sides but I also just want to pray um, just an impartation because the reality is we're all on the journey of faith we're all in different places and not everyone has the same story that I do you have your own unique story but I believe that God's breaking off lies tonight and he's replacing it with faith. He's replacing it with an understanding even more of who we are in Christ. And so as the band goes into this next song, I, I really felt the Lord so strongly speak it over that. He's moved mountains before in the Bible, in my life, in your life. And I believe tonight he wants to do it again. I believe he wants to do it again and he wants to do it again and again because that's what a good father does. And so, God, God, I just pray in this next song that faith would rise up. I thank you, God, that there's not one mountain that's too big for you to move. That you're faithful in the little things, God, and you're always faithful in the big things, too. Yeah, I just say, any fear, just be gone right now. God, I just thank you that you delight in us, that you sing over us. I just say more, Holy Spirit. More, Lord. Thank you that you move mountains, Jesus.
1: confidence you never failed me yet I know the
4: you Jesus that you are always faithful to move and I thank you Father that whatever mountain is in our way that you are with us and you can move that so we speak to those mountains and we say by Jesus' name and Jesus' love you have to move you have to go and God I thank you for Leah's message and for what you said and that you're bringing us back to the simple gospel you're bringing us back to your heart that you are worthy of it all so remind us who you are remind us how you love us and that we're your kids that you are worthy God that you are worthy
6: deserve the glory, you deserve the glory, you deserve the glory, Day.
7: You're so worthy of it all. God, you're so faithful. You're so constant. God, you always make a way. <laughs> we don't know how, but you always make a way. Yeah. yeah, God. I just thank you that you're in this room right now. I just thank you for each and every person that you're touching right now. Yeah, I just feel like I'm supposed to sing this over you guys. I made a way
6: You made a way I don't know how, but you did it But you did it
4: father that you made a way when there is no way and god i just pray as we leave to go home and celebrate thanksgiving with our family that on that day we would remember most of all what you did for us on that cross that you didn't have to hang up there that you didn't have to stay up there but you chose to for each and every one of us that you who knew no sin became sin for our sake. And I pray that that reality would help us find gratitude, would help us find thanksgiving, that we can remember that you are faithful even when we are faithless, and you always make a way, and you're always here to stay. So let that reality and truth impact our hearts in a new way this Thanksgiving season. I thank you for Leah's message and I thank you God for being the faithful father, friend, and savior that you are. Yeah, I just get this picture that he's like the wind that even though we can't see the wind, we can feel the wind. And the wind is a symbol of his presence. I thank you, Father, that even we can't even though we can't see it, we will declare it and we will believe it. That you are faithful, that you are good, and that you are always, always with us. You are the reason for the season, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Well, thank you so much for coming out. I know it's a little late than normal, but can we give it up for Leah Bice? How awesome did she do? Man. We thank you guys so much for joining us. There's snacks out there, brownies and other good stuff. Thank you so much for being a part of this family. Have a great, great Thanksgiving. Remember, Deeper's tomorrow if you want to come out. And, uh... We'll see you in two weeks. And if you miss us too much, don't worry. You can listen to us anytime. Just subscribe to that podcast. (laughs) God bless you guys. Thanks for joining us.